conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only moving podcast. I said moving podcast. That's right. This week, we're going to talk about the intricacies of loading a U-Haul. I'm your storage commander, Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is the woman with the packing tape, Anna Otto. How are you? You know, I always keep that thing on me. I don't know. Um, good. I had kind of a rough day today, Dan. If I'm, Let me get real for a second. Um, I was supposed to work remote for the first time today, and there were some, some trials and tribulations, so I started off the day by crying. <laughs> <laughs> great start but then i told you that i had i went to collectivo and i sampled their pride month drink and an avocado toast and things mm-hmm. have gotten better since then you know had to really go back to my basic white girl roots but i'm here and i'm better now <laughs> i'm sorry you shared on facebook yesterday yes a, a meme relating to October and Halloween times and wanting to get pumpkins and stuff. And I feel like you could have really gone for that. Now, let me explain something to you, Dan. This is going to sound like I'm trying to make a joke, but I'm really not. I commented that I wanted to see pumpkins because I thought that if I commented something about how I really wanted to just be like surrounded by skeletons, people would think that I was trying to kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) I I just like skeletons. They're just kind of my vibe, you know? If you want to be surrounded by skeletons, good thing we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark this week, because there is a scene that is perfect for you. Um, but anyway, we also have a guest this week. Um, I'm going to drop the moving podcast theme, because I can't Aww. think of another person. The driver, that would be a normal person. Uh, a college hunk moving junk, Ooh. that would be another way to describe him. Uh, we are joined by... Internet celebrity. The man, the myth, the legend. Producer uh, and creator of hit (laughs) online game show, Fast Facts Live. Uh, You know him. You better know him. (laughs) You might not know him, but you will now. Tom Hillmeyer. Hi, Tom. How are you? I mean, hit is a stretch. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I feel like... Half the people who play are like our relatives and friends. Half is also (laughs) very generous. 90%. I feel like we need some sort of applause, though, after that title or that intro you just gave Tom. Like, we need like a woo. I I, I wasn't expecting that formal of a title, considering all the other episodes and titles you give people. So I'm kind of honored. You mean just guest? One time you called me the pinky toe to your big toe. So let's think about that. Because that one haunts me every single day of my life. Uh, I don't know. I was feeling in in a generous mood today. I I, I messed up, so I needed to to make it up on the back end. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say something about having the lowest load floor in the industry because that's all i see at the bottom of every single u-haul is like it has the lowest load floor it's like okay good for you u-haul yeah good i'm glad you, you didn't go that far 
My dream. My <laughs> dream. I'm sorry. My dream as a person <laughs> is to one day be described as holding the lowest load floor. Take that as you will. It like can mean whatever you want it to mean. Comes more but... of an issue when you get older. <laughs> Depends. Holding the oh. lowest load floor mm-hmm. for 38 years. Uh. Um, in high school, I got in trouble because I was in a, a TV production class mm. and we had to make fake ads for products yes loved um, that i did mine for snickers we did not go to the same high school no we didn't <laughs> i just but wanted to clarify that also, i did the this, same project somewhere else this was the first tv production class i took it was my senior year because i did radio all through high school but then i had a free period and i was like i don't want a free period i'll be in this tv class it was like the fourth level tv class so i was so far out of my league you didn't have to um, take prereqs no, because I was in the, the broadcasting room enough. The mm. teacher was like, yeah, you could join. That's fine. As long as you get the slip signed. Interesting. Um, I was beloved in high school. <laughs> I was beloved oh, in know. high school, too. But I would have. Uh, maybe I but, wasn't as beloved in high school as you, Dan. I got in trouble because I the thing was depends is what I did. The, the ad you lit a million gajillion different items. And you chose adult diapers. Oh, my God. And what I did was I went around to random people at school and asked them to make, like, a really stressed out, like, uncomfortable face. Oh and then, like, God. a really big smile. No. No. And that was the... And then at the end, it was depends for whomever, wherever. Um, and it, it did not go over well with some of the people in it because they didn't know what they were being... <laughs> what the context was. It sounds unethical. It sounds like a piece of shit. I feel like if uh, I found out, if ah. I had been in that video and I saw it when you were done, I would have killed you. <laughs> Again. I think we did go to the same high school. Correct. Again, I did mine about Snickers. So that's where you and I differ. I don't even like Snickers. So. Well, then. I'm um. just saying. I don't know. <laughs> Here, here's a better story that connects better. When I hosted a baby shower, I had a diaper raffle where you bring a bunch of diapers and you win a prize. For my friend who was having the baby, I was organizing it. To clarify, I do not have a child. I assumed that much. Okay, just making sure everyone knows I am a childless millennial who enjoys Disney World. Anyway. You just described um, all three of us. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but one of the guests brought adult diapers. They were like, you didn't specify what kind of diapers you needed to bring. <laughs> what did they think in a baby shower? No, they did it to be silly, but still. Oh. I, uh, we were on a family reunion trip one time, and my grandfather went to go pick up diapers at the store for one of my cousins. And he walked down the into the store and asked somebody, hey, where are the diapers? Oh, and no. And they said, for you or for a child? Oh, no. And it was one of the funniest stories from that trip. Oh, your poor grandpa. That salesperson should have just hit him with the old, for an adult? <laughs> <laughs> for so you it's a, or for a child yeah, not for you i would never have admitted that it was for me even if it was oh no the salesperson should have just looked at him and gone oh <laughs> i'm guessing we need a medium just size them up right there yeah okay um brief technical note before we get into the movie if it sounds like i'm sitting next to a commercial kitchen uh <laughs> it's because i am sitting next to a kitchen where uh, Anna is making herself dinner. I was going to say, uh, what's she doing in there? Y'all ain't got no, I didn't get no sleep because of y'all. Y'all ain't got no sleep. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to start smacking 
the skillet. I think the question uh, is, why are you recording a podcast in your kitchen of your two-bedroom apartment? Yeah, so, wait, this isn't where you normally record, no, is it? I normally, just realized that. Normally I record it in the room that's like my office. Yes. But Anna is going to be in there because she's making a mural and she needs it to be dark and is going to project um, the her design onto it so she can trace and then paint the mural. Mm-hmm. So that room was kind of out. That's where my desk is. The other, There's another desk in our bedroom, but Anna's... It's Anna's desk, and she has, like, her rising desk and a bunch of stuff on there, and that was kind of out, too. And this is the only other table that we have that I could sit at and record with the microphone at the right height. So that's why I'm recording at the kitchen table. Mm. I'm also recording at the kitchen table, but Gage is in the bedroom. So. I live alone. I don't have these problems. (laughs) (laughs) You can record anywhere in the shower. Next episode. The acoustics um, are great. Not the shower. Okay, wait, whoever's keeping track, that's another knot of Anna. Stop coming for me. <laughs> I'm trying to be hip so bad, and it's hard. It's so strenuous to be hip. Mm, bestie. Bestie. Bestie, it is so strenuous to be hip, okay? I'm exhausted. Anyway, the movie that we're talking about today is Raiders of the Lost Ark, released on June 12th, 1981, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Lawrence Kasdan, based on a story by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman, starring Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, Paul Freeman, Ronald Lacey, John Reese davies Denholm Elliott, and a Nazi monkey, with music by John Williams... I'm it mad already. About the Nazi monkey? Yeah, because... But You also missed a very important member of this cast. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alfred Molina, Dr. Octopus. There you, there you go. Um, <laughs> the monkey is just an actor, just like everybody do you else know how they, Well, this is skipping ahead. Do you know how they got him to do a Nazi salute? How? They put, they gave they him... put food on a fishing pole and made him reach Okay. I, I think I've told you this before, Dan... But in another life, I think I'd be a humane animal Nazi trainer. Monkey? No! <laughs> a humane animal trainer for movies. That would be really fun. Yeah, but like as soon as somebody tried to disrespect me or my animals, we're out of there. We're out of there. No refunds. Pay up front. Pay half up front, maybe, if you're going to be a stickler about it. And as soon as you say <laughs> any word to me or my animals and you're rude to them, we outie. Never see us again. That could be a this life. It doesn't need to be another life. Well, I'm not... Just shift. I don't want to uproot myself. And there's not really a market for animal actors in Milwaukee. I don't really... The dog from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was from from Kenosha. Amazing. Maybe I'll I'll consider this... this, uh, this career change, Dan. Thank you for planting the seeds. My mom is probably listening right now, cursing you. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, with a budget of twenty million, it grossed three hundred eighty-nine point nine million dollars at the box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a percentage that is not listed at what I'm looking at right now. Because it's a million percent. Yeah, it's, it's it's the highest ever. I'm sure. Highest. Yeah. Higher than the highest. Roger Ebert called it a series of breathless and incredible adventures inspired by and celebrating childhood stories told in comic books and movies. 
and it creates an adventure epic in the vein of Star Wars, James Bond, and Superman. It was I also mean, nominated for Best Picture, among other nominations. Interesting. It's funny that they, he compared it to James Bond because that's what Steven Spielberg wanted to do until George Lucas convinced him to make this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Spielberg wanted to go make a Bond movie. Well, this is such a classic, you know. This is this is a fun movie. Oh, yeah. My father and I watched these together when I was little. Same. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was... Um, Go ahead, Tom. Oh, I was going to say, this was part of the collection of movies that my dad had, like a box set on DVD that he, it, it was along with Star Wars and Back to the Future, where it was all like, these are the movies I'm going to show my ki- my children when they're old enough. And then, like, so there was like one night where it's like, all right, you're old enough, we're watching Indiana Jones. Or like, all right, you're old enough, we're watching Star Wars or Back to the Future. That's, that's so cute. Yeah. When I was little, I think I... I probably idolized my dad because I'm looking back and I really was into things that he liked. Like I was really into Star Wars and I was really into uh, this Indiana Jones. And I, I was really into like the music of Elton John, which like I still am my dudes. Um, But yeah, no, that's just, Oh man, I'm getting sappy. It isn't even father's day yet. Oh, I hope he's not listening. Ugh. Um, Anyway. When I was growing up, my dad's favorite movies, I think, were Sister Act 2. Iconic. And The Sound of Music. Iconic. So, not the same. <laughs> I mean, those are still quality films, you know? Absolutely. It's okay. They don't have to be twins. And The Sound of Music is like nine movies. It's so long. The Sound of, <laughs> hey, hey, the sound of Music has Nazis, too. I mean. That's true. But no monkeys. Uh, yeah, no. Not enough monkeys, truly. Just a lonely goat herd. Oh, I love that song. And I was a little... Okay, wait. Have you guys seen the new Bo Burnham special? Yeah. When he does the intermission in the middle, it just made me think of the sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason other than because it's an intermission. Yeah. Um, so Paul Freeman plays the um, Balak, the other archaeologist who is... Um, he's working... He's a Nazi monkey. Um and there is a in the critical response section of the Wikipedia page, um, Pauline Kale, who was a, a critic and an author, she was the New Yorker critic for like thirty years. She wrote a, a an influential book about Citizen Kane uh, and revisiting the writing of Citizen Kane. Um, but <laughs> there's a picture of Paul Freeman in 2016, and then below it it says. He was singled out for praise by the otherwise critical Pauline Kale for continuing his performance after a fly crawled into his mouth. Oh, God, that scene. <laughs> Disgusting. I would never have made it. Oh, it's so great. Couldn't have been me. Couldn't have been me. I would have Com- immediately been like, cut, cut. <laughs> Commitment to the scene. Yeah. Uh, so you both basically described your first times watching this movie, both with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you remember from those times, or were they just general? Uh, after the first time, it was on rotation whenever we went on car trips or anything like that. It was always, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Raiders because I'm in the car for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect car movie. Uh, 
No, because my only good Indiana Jones story that stands out clear in my mind actually does have to do with Crystal Skull. I am so sorry, everyone. Okay, so we'll wait So for we're going to have to hold on for that one. <laughs> um, it's not that first exciting, time, I promise. I don't... I, I, unless you locked yourself in a fridge during a nuclear bomb, I don't think it would be. No, not quite that um, exciting. The first time that I watched this movie, continuing on my, my trend of um, different experiences, I fell asleep. No. Um, I remember this clearly for some reason. We got it on tape from the library. Um, I was watching in the basement with Brian. I don't know where Emmett was. Um, for those of you who don't know, those are my brothers. Whoa. Uh, whoa. whoa. They're like me, but taller. <laughs> Um, impossible it's accurate they said it couldn't be done (laughs) (laughs) has science gone too far (laughs) um and i was six maybe five or six i was tired i fell asleep i was on my the plaid couch that we had in the basement against the wall um i saw the beginning of it so i saw all the first stuff um in south america but when it got to the stuff at the college. I was like, eh, I'm going to go to bed now. And I fell asleep on the couch under a blanket. And I woke up with my uncle in the basement for some reason. That sounds creepy. He was just standing there talking to my brother. That's normal. He manifested. He lived, he lived a little, he lived like two doors away. So it's not that weird. Um, <laughs> I feel like anytime a story has, and I woke up and my uncle was there. You need some you need <laughs> disclaimers. Um, and the lights were on in the basement, which was weird because I never watched like TV or stuff with the lights on. But Brian probably turned it on when he came. I remember that specifically for some reason. And then I've seen it a billion times after the fact. Um, I ha- I own it on tape and on Blu-ray. Um, it, it, like you said, it's the perfect rewatchable movie. Yeah. You could throw it on any time. Yeah. Like, honestly, I didn't pay that close attention when watching it this time. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all of this Almost word for word. Right. I still took a page and a half of notes, but it was mainly just for things that I knew about the movie that we might bring up or whatever. Like, no plot points. Yeah, no plot points. No. I have this movie memorized front to back. (laughs) Um, So, in that case, let's get into it, as the kids say. That's as the kids say. Um, So. It starts out, and we see a mysterious Tom Selleck-like figure. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) No, that would would not have been good. No, we see a a mysterious Harrison Ford-like figure going through the forest with a couple of guides, one being Dr. Octopus, the other being Dr. Gonna Die in a Little Bit of Puss. Um, I hated that. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed it. And they're going into an abandoned cave, a temple-like cave, um, to get what we later see is a golden idol. Um, This was my favorite level on the Lego Indiana Jones game. The first level? The only one I could beat. (laughs) I have some fun facts. Well, actually, that's not this movie. Never mind. I will get to them later. They're regarding the Indiana Jones ride in... um, Disneyland, so... Why are you talking like a tour guide? (laughs) 
Because I was in my Disneyland voice. <laughs> Were you doing your Jungle Cruise voice? Yeah, I don't know. What's a good Jungle Cruise joke? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you came for, it's the backside of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yup. Okay, we'll go with that one. <laughs> Name's- anyway, Indy and Alfred Molina, they get to the, the Cave of Wonders, if you will, uh, where the Golden Idol is. Indy, carefully, they after they traverse their way through various uh, booby traps. Not the boobs. I don't know two. why I just said that. I am so sorry. Because <laughs> you knew that I was mouth. going to say, some say breasty traps. Um, it just... Uh. Andy goes to replace the golden idol with a bag of sand, which seems to go well until it doesn't, and the cave begins to collapse around him, and he and Alfred Molina have to run! And as they run to escape the cave... Um, Alfred Molina somehow crosses a pit of death. Um, and he goes, throw me the idol, I'll give you the whip, because he has the whip from Indy, and Indy has the idol. There's no time, throw me the idol, I'll give you the whip. So Indy throws him the idol, and then Alfred Molina just drops the whip. No, he doesn't even drop the whip, he just leaves. No, he drops the whip. As... Okay. That's an important plot point. <laughs> oh. I, I remembered it incorrectly, I thought he picked it from his body later. Um... But he drops the whip, and then Indy has to go and jump over the pit, which, of course, he doesn't clear. He only catches on by a root that he begins to pull out, but he does make his way out of the pit, rolls under the wall, reaches back to grab his hat. And the whip. And the whip. Finds the body of Alfred Molina stabbed against the wall. Yeah, why would you do that? Why would you run ahead when you know the place is loaded with booby traps? Why would you be so careless? Because it's also collapsing on top of himself so well careless truly careless uh, hot take <laughs> Andy escapes a big ball as he runs out of the cave um, wait the ba- what the ball was in this movie <laughs> yes <laughs> everything's blurring together I'm so sorry <laughs> Yes, it's okay. probably the most iconic scene in this movie. Then I can give my fun fact. I forgot it was in this movie. I thought it was in the next one for God knows what reason. I told you I had a really long day today, okay? Fun fact. On the... Uh, okay, it's not... It's just... I'm going to tell it. Okay, so on the roller coaster in Disneyland, at the end of the ride, there's a large ball like that boulder thing that rolls towards you but it's really cool because on the ride it looks like it's rolling towards you but in reality your car's moving back and the walls are moving so it looks like you're getting away but it's just staying in one spot very cool I watched like five technical videos on this when I was in a deep depression last year so (laughs) Um, Andy escapes the cave with the idol where he is met by seemingly a hundred natives all pointing arrows at him Poisoned darts, they're gonna kill him. And of course, they're led by a Frenchman. (sighs) Belloc, the cracked mirror version of Indy, I guess. The French version. The. The. Le le Francais version. Yeah. That's not how you say version in French. I don't think version's a word in French. It probably is. (laughs) 
Hello, French speakers who listen to the podcast. Write in. How do you say? Virgin. Yeah, he- hello, people of, of France. I've insulted you. Please <laughs> answer our questions. Well, um, maybe the Canadians will reach out to us. It's fine. I was about to say, not the Canadians. I'm picking it up from you. Oh. Tom looks Silence horrified. is really good for a podcast. Tom looks horrified. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. Um, well, Andy has to give up the idol to Belloc, and then he makes a dash for it as the natives chase after him, and he meets up with a dude with a plane. I forget his name, Jock. but he's wearing a Yankees cap. It's Jock. Jock. It's mm-hmm. Jock, not Jock. 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 Start the plane, Jock. Start the plane. Because he has a giant anaconda, wink. Yeah. Oh. Wink. No. anaconda's name is Reggie. The greatest, wink. greatest name for a snake ever. Now, I just want to open by saying, not open, I guess. Gage loves Indiana Jones, right? He's yes. terrified of snakes, just like Indiana Jones is. So okay. every time one comes on screen, he screams and covers his eyes. He probably would not be happy that I'm telling this, but I'm going to. So in that specific scene, he's like, why would you bring a snake? Same as Indy. Lamenting why one would bring a snake on a plane. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I think. Are you teeing that. up something? Uh, yeah, are you teeing up a quote? <laughs> no, I just was. I, I, <laughs> I think she follows, Dan. <laughs> I do follow. I am okay. not mentioning anything. I'm just having a chat. Now, Anna, I'm not going to quote have- anything today. And I don't know this Gage, will be good enough. Has Gage had it with these monkey fighting Oh my god, that's where on you were this going? Monday to Friday plane. My yes! dumbass was racking the old brain. I was like, <laughs> what Indiana Jones quote? Did you guys listen to that song by Cobra Starship when you were younger? Snakes what? on a plane? So kiss me goodbye, honey. No. I'm no. Oh, wow. You guys weren't emo. Ooh. <laughs> No, I was still I was still stuck in new metal. I guess that was when I was in eighth grade, huh? So you guys would have been in what fifth grade? Sixth grade? Fifth, no, fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah, maybe You're that was younger than you. That was before time. Before your time, maybe. Oh, stop leaning <laughs> back so proud. I think Pete Wentz is in that music video, even though he's not in that song. Yeah, he is. He's on a speakerphone. Calm down. So kiss me. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys that song later. Okay. Anyway, it's called Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> like the movie. Anyway. That we're Andy not talking a... about. Indy goes back to America where he picks up his day job as an absentee professor for all the hot girls. Love you. Could you imagine how much work it took to write that on your eyelids? Yes. Yeah. Also, in 1936 or whatever, you'd have to. She's using a marker. Ballpoint pens. Someone else would have to write it because you'd have to write it backwards in a mirror. Or someone. Yeah, she probably got one of her friends to do it. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they had eyeliner back then. Let me let me do a goog. They definitely had eyeliner. No, but I mean like. I'm looking at that. Looks like it was written in like a. Yeah, it looks like a permanent marker. Sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime she blinks at someone walking down the street, there's just subliminal messaging. That woman loves me. I should try that. Okay, you're right. 
Eyeliner was a standard beauty must in the 30s. Of course. How else do they get the pouty eyes? That's a By pouting. Late. The pouty eyes was the 20s, but... Yeah. Um, at his day job as seemingly the worst professor... Um, I would totally the hottest take professor. Class. I would 100% take his class. It was fascinating. No, no organization. Also love you on his eyes for Indy. Gets distracted too easily. Poor marks. <laughs> I'm not recommending him for tenure, even though he definitely has definitely. tenure. Okay, but here's the question. Would you give Indiana Jones a chili pepper on Rate My Professor? What is that? <gasps> it's hot. It means they're a hot teacher. Oh, I only ever reviewed professors on Rate My Professor on their merits, not well, on their physical... I wasn't, attractiveness, you chauvinist. I wasn't doing it either, <laughs> but I always like to see, like, if I got a professor, you know, I wanted to see if people were giving them chili peppers or not. I was always curious. I'm pretty sure Father Grant got a chili pepper at one point, <laughs> which I was like, who did this? That man's a priest. He's married to God. <laughs> uh, so Indy is then briefed by two army intelligence agents who tell him that the Nazis have seemingly found the location for, or are digging for the Ark of the Covenant from the Bible. For those of you who don't know or didn't watch the movie where it's very clearly explained out, the Ark of the Covenant is what they carried the stone tablets in. The 15, until Moses dropped one, <laughs> 10 commandments. <laughs> not the 15 commandments. No, don't That's say three. a word. That's three. That's not even three. Oh. Anyway. Did you recognize one of the uh, army guys? I did. The larger one. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he Porkins in Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Porkins is a terrible name. <laughs> well, that's what he got. That's his his payback for having to play a character named Porkins. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets to be an Indiana Jones as a. As a regular guy, not named... Well, he might be named Officer Porkins. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> That's not a very German name, but I mean... Well, he's American. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking of the Nazis again. Of course you were. <laughs> Gotta stop... Th- <laughs> uh, and Andy basically explains, or the army officers explain, if you have the Ark of the Covenant, by theory... God is behind you. You're invincible. You can't be stopped. And that would be dangerous if the Nazis had it. Yeah. Um, of course, Indy doesn't believe all this mumbo jumbo. He's a man of archaeology. <laughs> is that science? Yes. Yeah. It's the study of fossils and like life, right? It's 100% science. Yeah, isn't it like a form of anthropology? I don't know. This is all coming from the fact that I knew that that guy at Marquette who dressed up like Indiana Jones every day was an anthropology (laughs) major. So that's like where this is all stemming from, this this logic. It took us like that long for him to come up in this conversation. I I didn't want to be the one to mention him, and yet here we are. I honestly forgot about him. I think about him all the time. He brought, brought me a little bit, a little bit of serotonin every day. I saw him, so it really did. Yeah. It really did. He may. I'm going to say something controversial. Mm-hmm. Now, not to be shallow, but it's what I do best, so I'm going to do it. 
I think that if he didn't dress like Indiana Jones every day, he would have been hot. There. I said it. Now, am I saying I would have made a move? No, absolutely not. But the Indiana Jones look was a bit much. Um, I think to, there was... To provide some context for our unaware listeners, from, I think, like, 2014 to 2018... Yeah, he was definitely younger than me, I think. Yeah. Or he was, like, a, a non-traditional student. There was a student at Marquette University uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, our collective alma mater. And when I say our, I mean the royal hour. So those of you who are listening, you also graduated from Marquette. Congratulations. Um, But it was in 2020, so you didn't get a graduation. Oh, Um, (laughs) sucks. And there was a student who every day you would see him. No matter what you were doing, you would walk past he him at least once. He always was outside of our languages building, so Loudmere yes. Hall. Yes. Always. 100%. Uh, and he was dressed head to toe like Indiana Jones. He had the khakis. He had the vest. He had the whip. He did. He did yeah. have the whip. He did. He had, he had the had hat. All. He had the satchel instead yes. of a backpack. I don't, he did I, don't, have I, don't, I don't know how he was allowed to carry a whip on a college campus. I don't right? know that he always had that. I think it might have been like a prop. Like not not a real one, so people were like, "It's okay." Maybe he had to paint the tip orange, you know, like a like a <laughs> fake gun. <laughs> um, um, I would have he, loved to talk to him. Just yeah, to, like, and seemingly no one ever spoke to him. Well, at least no one that I know. We saw did. him walking yes. between periods, so like Dan, Anna. you do know someone who talked to him. And I'm not getting into this on the podcast. After we're finished recording, I'll explain. It's not me. Okay. It's okay. somebody else. I know this man's name. Okay. Oh. He does not have a social media account anymore. Darn it! I looked. Uh, I'm fascinated by him. I am absolutely, like, enamored by his existence. <laughs> I feel so <laughs> creepy saying that. Okay, more power to him. Oh, my God, you, I loved him. You do you. Mm-hmm. But also... What's going on in that little brain, my dude? You do you think you're Indiana Jones? Like without knowing him at all. I there was also somebody who drove around a Jurassic Park Jeep on yes. campus. Yes. And there was a Ghostbusters car. I have a picture of you and Nick Cordnier standing in front of it. I know. Still on my phone. <laughs> I couldn't um, bring myself to delete it. It was too cute. The Jurassic Park Jeep guy was a caddy. He was an Evan scholar. Yeah. Oh, why I, did I think you were saying he was catty like he was a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to think that they were all friends. Like, that oh, that was their friend group. I hope so. That's cute. They, they based it off of classic 80s and 90s films. I mean, how can I join? to them. Yeah. <laughs> what do I have? Who do I have to dress up as to join? You know? Uh, there was the... Movie. Was that... No, that was my sophomore year of college when the DeLorean showed up on campus on the day yeah. that Marty goes back in time. Yeah. Or goes forward in time. 2015, yeah. Yep, no, yeah. I was, I was sadly in high school. Oh, there's a picture of me and a DeLorean. Aileen took them, so it was a good day. Back to the movie. <laughs> Indy goes to Nepal to meet with Marion Ravenswood, who's the daughter of the man who was the best archaeologist at finding. The- Pause <laughs> again. I'm going to say something. Tom, I'm not sorry. This part does not sit well with me, Daniel. What, the drinking contest? No, the oh. fact that she was far underage when she and Indy yeah. got together. Oh, I, the first yes. Time. I wrote a note about Disgusting. this. Disgusting. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Absolutely. Just in wanted the, to make In the sure. novelization, it's even worse. Yeah. I looked up how old she was. She was 
15 and he was 25. I was a if child of, and you knew it. If mm-hmm. any of my 25-year-old friends said, hey, I met this babe, and they brought home a literal child, I would yeah. I would throw them out of my house. Oh, it's awful. And I'd keep the child and call 911. Thank you. It's awful. As you should. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet today that was, maybe if Steven Tyler didn't groom children, Janie wouldn't have needed to got a gun. And it seems pretty relevant to this. He has a, I don't know, maybe it's a cover-up, but he has like a battered women's home that's called like Janie's house. That's for, uh, maybe it's just for kids, but it's like a, I don't want to say rescue because that's for animals. It's a place for people who are, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, well, that is good at least. Yeah, it is good, but yeah, I mean, we, he could have led a yucky past. We don't know the truth about that. But yeah, a, a relationship between a 25-year-old and a 15-year-old is not great. No. Disgusting. It's awful. Uh, but now they're both adults no. in the film. I still hate it. Oh, at the it end doesn't of, sit at the, well with me. At the end of that initial conversation, he goes, trust me, and then smiles. And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Disgusting, <laughs> disgusting, disgusting. No, get that out of here. Uh, while they're at the ball at the ball the bar in nepal nice um, the gestapo show up and specifically <laughs> arnold tote is the name of the creepy one is that the one who looks like dr doom not dr doom that's a that's a kid yes, yes. dr evil no i was talking about the one from roger rabbit judge doom. uh judge doom thank you Yes. It's played yeah. by Christopher he, Lloyd. The evil He's the one, one who wears the hat and the vest. <laughs> yeah. Um, they engage in a fight. Some would call it fisticuffs. Indy asks for pop, some pop. scotch in the my, middle of the fight. My favorite part is when they shot the fire and then the logs jump out of the fire. Like, yeah. logs wouldn't move from bullets. <laughs> <laughs> my personal favorite part is when there's somebody that you can very clearly see has on, like, face prosthetics yeah and then it's mm-hmm. because they're they catch on fire like a mere like five seconds later because we're like that man looks sickly and then it's because his prosthetics are meant to burn <laughs> off so right um my favorite is when indy asks for scotch in the middle of the fight so he can smash it over the guy who he's fighting said oh goodness yeah. yeah oh it's great um the bar gets burnt down the medallion that marion has which shows the location of the Ark in the lost city of Tanis, which is where the Nazis have found in Egypt. Um, she still has it, but it is also burnt into the hand to of the, the creepy claw. boy. His yeah. little claw hand. Uh, and then Marion forces Indy to take her along with him, because guess what? I'm your goddamn partner! Great line. She's got that Stockholm syndrome, if ever I've seen it. I, it's great line delivery. I, it's there's no way she should have turned around that quickly and joined Indy, but I guess everything else burned down, so she had nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to be psychological, but something that I vaguely remember from psych class is people um, who, if their first relationship was one of non-equal power dynamics always wanting to please the person in the first relationship this is making indiana jones just be awful dan i'm so glad you're saying this because i literally was thinking i was about to open my mouth and say i'm no doctor but but then you did it 
that! I'm so proud. <laughs> Look at us. Not Three non-doctors. <laughs> not not a one of us graduated with a psych degree, am I right? No, I, I took, took a, psych I, twice. Okay, I, did too. I also took psych twice. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes us we're doctors, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, taking AP Psych in high school and then not doing well enough on the test and then having to take it again in college exactly. and Amen. Like barely passing Amen. because of I'll the drink extra to credit that. that they offer. Exactly. I'll drink to that. You don't understand how many of those psych like evaluations outside of class where they had you fill out forms and stuff for oh. research studies. Mm-hmm. I did a hundred of those. I got Because you got one point for every one that you did. Yeah. Yeah. So I did every single one. I got stood up for one. I went to go do it and nobody showed up. Wow. <laughs> so I had to call the number that was on the sheet and they were like, oh my God, no, I didn't think anybody signed up for today. And I was like, okay, I had like six professors walk past me. I've just been sitting here for like an hour. I have a class soon. Can Are we going to do this or not? So they like <laughs> ran over. <laughs> I'm sweating and the professors are looking at me weird. They're please. all standing in a huddle. Please, they probably think I'm a homeless person just sitting on the ground. I'm going to call the police on me in two seconds. Uh, so, Indy and Marion travel to Cairo, where they meet Indy's friend, Sala. Excuse me, it's uh, pronounced Gimli. No? I'm sorry. Oh, he plays one of the dwarves. I, no, I get of... it. Tom said, hmm, so I'm explaining. I'll find a picture of did Gimli you, for you, you know Tom. Did you the monkey is voiced by the same voice actor who did a boo in Aladdin? That is everything. Yeah. He's okay. good at voicing monkeys. Is he a Nazi? This is Gimli. He's a dwarf. Uh, to, to provide the visual description, Anna just held her phone up and had a picture of Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Oop, now I'm gone. Oop, oop, that's Fall Out Boy. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now she's holding up a picture of John Reese davies out of character mm-hmm. and then a picture of Gimli next to him. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of All Things Considered, the visual <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this week's episode of Dan Describes What Anna's Doing. Now she is looking downwards. It's because I'm fighting the urge to sing um, Icy Fire, which is from The Hobbit. It has nothing to do with Gimli, but anytime somebody even like breathes a quote or mentions Lord of the Rings, I really just Oh, misty eye of the mountain below. I need to point out for the listeners that before we started recording... We were talking about potential movies that we could do in the future, and Anna was like, it better not be the Lord of the Rings extended version. Correct. I just like the just... cute parts. Oh my gosh. They're I, too long. I don't the know regular times... ones are too long. Yeah. That's I, my hot take. I literally don't know how many times I have to tell you I only like the cute parts of the Lord of the Rings, but that's a discussion for another day. Yes, because right now we're discussing Indiana Jones. Yes. But it wouldn't uh, be us if we didn't get off topic. Speaking of topics, do you know that that's a hair product? Hmm? The topic is a hair product. It's like a hair filler that makes your hair look thicker for oh. balding people. It's supposed to. It doesn't actually do it. Are you trying something new, Dan? No, you said off topic, so I was trying to go off topic on topic. Okay, okay. That didn't Let's land. press on. Let's press on. Ha <laughs> ha, jokes are fun. Um, so this is where Indy learns that Balak, Belloc, Balak is a player for the Clippers, um, 
Belloc is working for the Nazis and they have hired or shanghaied every digger in of Egypt. Um, and they have basically recreated the medallion that was burned into Judge Doom's hand. His claw. claw hand. Thank you. Um, and they think that they because they found the map room and they think that they have found the spot of the Ark. So they're digging there. But what they don't realize is that that medallion, baby, it's two-sided, like everything is. So it's missing. It is missing some of the descriptions that they need. Their staff is too long. This uh, pause for laughter. Ha. Huh. G- goodbye. Uh, <laughs> this this scene where they figure, they're like translating both sides of the medallion has my three three of my favorite lines in the movie back to back to back. Very nice. Because it goes, they're digging in the wrong place, both Indy and Sala simultaneously. And then Sala goes into singing, I am the monarch of the, the, sea, of the sea, the, ruler of, the sultan. ruler of the queen's navy. And then mm-hmm. they immediately goes into one of the most iconic lines of the movie where Indy throws up a date and then Sala grabs it and says, bad Bad dates. dates. Oh, Freaking bad Classic. dates. And the monkey is dead. The monkey is yes. dead. What a good actor. The Nazi monkey is dead. Prior to this, however, um, there was a big chase in downtown Cairo. Um, that I don't you've seen it. I know you've seen this. If you have if you've seen any part of the movie, this is the part you've seen it's, if it's not the last scene. It's in every classic movie real. Mm-hmm. action scene thing like it's oh, yeah. iconic yeah basically they chase run fight hijinks ensue Indy a shoots cat. a guy instead of getting into a whip fight um there's a cat yeah at one point indy tries to go down a hallway or a, not an all hallway an alleyway and there's just a cat and it sees him and it freezes and then it runs away it's iconic <laughs> uh oh. and it appears that marion has died yeah rip uh pour so- one out for marion so the shot where Indy shoots the swordsman and it's like he just doesn't want to fight him and he shoots him because why not just shoot him? Uh, the reason behind that is because Indy was, or Harrison Ford was sick, like incredibly mm-hmm. sick. And Steven Spielberg was the only one not to get sick because he only ate canned food shipped from Britain. <laughs> That's so picky. <laughs> I mean, like... If it's going to keep you from getting sick, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was a good idea. Only one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then Indy, he, he meets with Balak, and he's like, they have a conversation. Balak's like, I'm doing... Hey, he, he has the Nazi talking point of I'm doing my job. Um, and... They have a philosophical discussion. They do. And then it's time for digging! Indy wearing a turban, doing his best Lawrence of Arabia impression. Um, Belloc and a crew go out to dig to find the Well of Souls, while Marion, she has been kidnapped. She is now tied inside Belloc's tent, where she gets visited by the creepy German. The German with the biggest jaw possible is also (laughs) along with him. These descriptions are everything, Dan. Am I wrong? He has a jaw the size of a 32-inch TV. Wow. It's bigger than our TV, I think. Like, you know, 
the like you could just your like body measurements. Mm-hmm. They don't normally do jaw. No, they don't. But he has like a thirty-six inch jaw. You think he has to buy specially made shirts that he can put on over his head? Yeah, I don't think he can fit in a t-shirt because it just it has to be caught. a button-up only. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Where are your V-necks? <laughs> Show me to your deepest V. No! No! Not the deep Vs! If I cannot fit my entire vase through it, it is too small. Uh, so, they, uh, they're digging. They find the Ark. Well, they're digging a lot, and then uh, right as they open the th- top of the room where they think the ark is mm-hmm. um indy looks down and uh-oh what's that on the ground moving snacks no step on snack indy why does the floor move <laughs> danger noodles snakes why does it always have to be snakes i will say he deals with the snakes in the best way possible He's shooting gasoline at them and then lighting them on fire. I don't think that that is the best way possible. Hello, it's me, Anna Otto, animal rights activist. I have another fun fact about the snakes. Uh, Can I guess what it is? Go ahead. I'm sure you... They were union. Oh, no. Good for them. Uh, There were about 5,000 snakes used because the set Mm -hmm. was, like, gigantic. Yeah. Um, The set was built in uh elwood studios which mm-hmm. is where the shining was filmed ah! sorry i'm screaming so much today i can only imagine how annoying <laughs> that is but i just was very excited except i shouldn't even be screaming because i like the book i don't like stanley kubrick but that's for another discussion too carry on um half the snakes weren't snakes they were legless lizards Oh, that's interesting. Um, hi. Where were the lizard's legs? <laughs> Not at Elwood Studios. Is that um, something that they were born that way? Yeah, or should I be calling the 80s? No, they're, okay. They're calling the 80s. Yeah, to complain. Um, no, they, they're just lizards that have no legs. But you can tell okay. which ones are lizards because snakes can't blink. So if you see any of the snakes that can blink, those are the lizards. Wait, that's so cute. I'm kind of obsessed. Okay. I loved that oh, fact. And Thank was, you. And there was a piece of glass between Harrison Ford and the Cobra. Yeah, I know. Good, that. because spooky. I don't even like getting they close also, to them when I'm at the zoo. They make me nervous. They also, as a backup, they had a Cobra puppet made, just in case. A little hand puppet oh my, of a Cobra. I picture, yeah, I'm it picturing like a puppet. woolly hand it puppet. It's a hand puppet. Like two big eyes on top. Like, Hi, Indiana. <laughs> it's they, moving. Don't like, come close. I think they got the real safe yes. to work, so it was work. It was fine. Slither, I wonder slither. how they got. They probably had to poke it. That makes me a little sad. He deserves. He deserves to be treated like a king. He is a king cobra after all. Anyway, I enjoyed it nonetheless. I also would have still been scared even though there was glass in between us. Uh, so, are, you're, Anna's holding her hand up like the snake. Um, Slithering towards you. Indy and um, John Reese davies uh, go down and they start looking and stuff, but they don't find anything. And then as they go to climb back up, uh-oh, 
Skettios. It's the Nazis. Oh no. <laughs> That's uh, you know the common saying they've replaced uh oh spaghettios with uh oh it's the Nazis. Yep. I mean. Um, and as a punishment, apparently, they send Marion down into the cavern with Indy to die by the snakes. And she's wearing like this gorgeous white dress that I'm pretty sure I saw at a dry goods when I was at the mall last. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it gets destroyed in like two seconds. K tragic, am I right? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, did you say K tragic? K tragic. What is? I don't know. Well, K it sounds... as in like Spanish. I thought the letter K. No, K like how? Yeah. I love how Bella yells down. Maybe in thousand years it'll be worth something too and then Andy goes <laughs> you so bitch that's a that's <laughs> I, I mean line. that's a good burn if I'm being honest yeah. that's a good way to call somebody worthless maybe I'll start saying that to somebody now <laughs> when I really want to want to get them I feel like in reality if you did it they'd be like what yeah yeah like but it's, it's worth a, it's a, a shot it's a insult and you Good. have to be burying somebody alive. Yeah, I'm burying them <laughs> in my roast, Tom. Just zinger after zinger, and that's the last one I say, you know? Okay. I guess I could um, just hit him with the old take a long walk off a short pier and be unoriginal. Like always. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> it's leaf, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Iconic. Uh, so, Indy and Marion, they're fighting off the snakes. Uh, and then Indy notices a hole in the wall where the snakes are coming through. And he's like, well, I have no other options. So he climbs one of the giant-ass statues that they're buried with. Too scary. Um, and tips it over and smashes it through the wall. Uh, and while they're in there, they find a room that is full of skeletons. So Anna's dream house. They also find me in there just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, it's me and the skellies. Yeah, all the screaming dead skeletons, and then you just like wearing sunglasses and 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 sipping, sipping a drink. Mm-hmm. Probably a Lacroix, if we're being honest. A Lemoncello, a Lemoncello, Lemoncello, please. A Lemoncello. You can't even see it because I have my background up. It's Lemoncello. Um, also, wait, what's I gonna say? Oh, yeah, I really want to get a skeleton that I can decorate and leave on my porch, like for each season. Is that creepy or cool? Be honest. That's cool. There's a, a house in Whitefish Bay that has one of the giant Home Depot skeletons Ugh, that goals. they decorate four seasons. Nice. See? How cute is that? It's so cute. Okay, carry They always on. look so happy. Yeah, I want a happy skeleton. Wait, have you seen this story about the little boy who, like, made friends with a skeleton? With a skeleton that has to yes. take him, like, everywhere to the park and everything? Yes. Okay. I just... I'm done now. This warms my cold, dead heart. <laughs> Remember, if you think your kid's weird, at least he has living friends. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they break out into the sun, uh, and they're alive. Yay. And then they are just over an airfield where they are going to escape. The Nazis at this point have taken the Ark of the Covenant. 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 You were right the first time. You're good. You got there. Is this the point where one of the Nazis says something along the lines of, I don't want to do any of that Jewish stuff? 
<laughs> I don't remember I that don't remember line. That I line. do. Oh my god, there's a scene when they're on the boat. Oh, that's later. Where they oh, have... that's in the future. That's later. Okay, sorry, I'm jumping ahead then. We'll get to it. No, this is the scene where they all go, huh? Ho, ho, ho. Ah. They don't really use words. This is episode of don't. <laughs> Yeah, at the airfield, they, they go to hijack an airplane back when it was cool. Um, and <laughs> What, like Friday when somebody tried to hijack an airplane? <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that was uncool, man. Those weren't vibes. Those were not <laughs> <Yeah>. good vibes. <laughs> um. And Marion gets locked in the cockpit um, while Indy is fighting uh, a regular-sized mechanic. <laughs> and then he fights a circus strongman-sized <laughs> yeah. mechanic. Yeah, but then the guy's head gets burst into a million gajillion pieces because apparently he can't hear that there's a whole engine behind him that's running. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, the, the plane is spinning around. Yeah. I mean, Literally, just... he's so focused on the throwing of hands that he doesn't even hear <laughs> the plane coming towards him. I was built for this. No, ah, ah, ah. Not built for taking on a plane, my dude. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? One big Nazi or one spinny boy? Spinny boy every time. <laughs> um, I remember this scene specifically from when I was a kid and thinking it was really cool. Oh, this is my favorite scene as a kid. Yeah, like okay. the blood splattering everywhere. I thought that was really cool. I just thought the plane looked cool because that plane never existed in real life. Really? It's not aerodynamic in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a real plane. I don't it's think a, so. It lives at Disney World now, I think. Oh, yeah, it's part of the Indiana Jones show. Yes, which I have seen. Yeah. The wings go like this. They like bend yeah. down. It, it doesn't look like it can fly, but it's a cool looking. You know who plane. else? You know who else didn't look like they could fly? Icarus. Look where it got him. Yeah, you know, you know Icarus what else? Icarus had wings. Like you know what else? Looked aerodynamic. I only got about eighty percent of the way through that story, so I assume everything went really good. You know. <laughs> I, he got up in the air and he was flying up in the sky with his dad and it was perfect. <laughs> Beaut- beautiful male relationship. Yup, that's what that is. <laughs> um, Bumblebee's the, the story is have a fly. hobby with your father, right? Yup, <laughs> that's, that's the story. That's the moral. <laughs> Bumblebees shouldn't be able to fly because they're too fat. Wow. They're cute. Okay, go on. <laughs> So, um, they end up the, blowing up the plane because they light <laughs> fuel on fire, um, but Indy and Marion escape. And then they are, or the Nazis are transporting the truck back into the city. Um, so there's now a, a chase in a car. And, you know, things are looking like a chase scene. Yeah, uh, there's guns and shooting and Indy gets shot in the arm, but it apparently doesn't stop him from climbing under a car and getting major butt rash from his pants sliding on the street. And Anyway. The main takeaway I have is that this film was created to remind you that Mercedes-Benz made cars for the Nazis. I mean, they're a German company, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. We were discussing, do you think that um, it would have been, like, funny if if it was Volkswagen instead? 
I like think... they're all driving around in little beetles. Oh, yeah, that would have made it a lot more funny. Um, Thank you. I, rem- I Watching this scene, I was reminded of probably my favorite scene from a certain little film called The Crocodile Hunter Collision Course, now streaming on HBO Max. Oh, um, my God. They recreate this entire scene because a snake escapes. Or like, really? So, so like they're fighting. I mean, in the movie, they're fighting the bad guys who are trying to steal the satellite that was in a gator's stomach. Watch the movie. It's great. Um, but they recreate this scene where they're fighting on a moving truck and then a snake escapes and is like part of the fight. And he's fighting with a snake. It's great. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched this movie in theaters, dead ass. Oh, I had the, I wore the DVD out. I wore the DVD Hell out. yeah. My dad took me to see it because I had a crush on Steve Irwin when I was little. Oh, I, had a st- ah! I had a crush on Steve Irwin. Are you kidding me? Oh I'm so glad that we lived these parallel lives. I also, my dad and I just watched the Crack Isle Hunter together when we were little a lot. It was like oh, our, yeah. one of our things. Tom, we are kindred spirits tonight. Truly. My dad and I would sometimes watch Air Force One. Get off Dan, you my can come over. TNT. I'll watch Crocodile Hunter reruns with you, Dan. Come on over. I'm- I never watched the Crocodile Hunter. I was you're not about interested. to, son. Can we skip? <laughs> oh, can we you're s- my dad. <laughs> Happy s- Father's Day, I guess. Thank you. Can we sub Crystal Skull for Crocodile Hunter Collision Course? <laughs> yes. Or we just do a bonus Jonas movie and watch that instead. Or also, I mean, Tom can be the guest also. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, at the end of this chase, Indy forces uh, Dietrich and Bullock's cars off the road. Um, but the Ark has gotten to safety. Um, this is also where we see one of the two digitally inserted shots that they've changed from the release of the car flying off the side of the cliff. It's very obvious because it was originally flying off on a map painting, and then they did it digitally. And you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Um, and then it is time to board a steamer ship. Here we nobody go. Is, nobody is there waving goodbye to the ship, however. Um, the upper class don't spend their time waving I mean, ships. It's a pirate ship. Arg. Yeah. <laughs> the pirate women aren't waving <laughs> goodbye. The waving their hooks. I, was, I mean, that, I think that's your first thing is the pirate women. I don't know of many women who are pirates. Uh, if there, there were... Was, no beard no beard that's what they call me <laughs> uh on the ship indy and marion rekindle their love disgusting it honestly it, i literally if i was marion and some man said that to me throw him out if gage said that to me throw him out just Anna and I were watching it, and she was like, "This is like you when you're sunburnt, and I'm trying to hug you." Yep, that's how Gage is. He's the exact same way. Well, I don't want you touching my sunburn. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gage just doesn't want me touching him, Edison. So. <laughs> good, like a good Christian man. Yeah. He tries to build a wall with our pillows every night. I think I told you this. I, I think I did tell you this. But the other night, I, in my sleep, pulled all the blankets off of him and grabbed his thigh like with a demon claw. 
And he said it was the scariest thing. I have no memory of this. Absolutely no memory. And he was like, it was, I thought you were going to drag me to hell. I was like, I'm sorry. My bad. Honestly, my bad. He looks up and it looks like he just has bite marks in, its le- in his leg probably, from your nails. Because I have these fake nails, right? So they yeah. probably leave a little mark, you know? My bad. Well, um, thank God he's dating me so nobody else has to experience getting dragged to hell by my claws. Am I right? Yeah. So the ship gets overtaken, of course, by the Nazis. Uh, and this is where the captain says, I don't want to do any of those Jew things. But he's doing it to blend in with the Nazis. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot who said it. I just remember hearing it and being so shook. That I was like, oh. Yeah, he's trying to protect Marion and doesn't know where Indy is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. That's. I think you're thinking of somebody else. No, the pirate, the captain of the pirate ship. The captain of the, the pirate ship. The black guy. Ship, the... Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't say anything about the Jew things. Oh. It's an actual Nazi character who says that. But yes, he does that say he doesn't sense. know where Indy is. Yeah. Because uh, he is the bomb. The, and then the we pirate, see where Indy is. Nazi, and he is clarify. swimming over on top to oh, the. The U-boat to climb inside and sneak his in. His ability to hold his uh, breath is impeccable. Okay, 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 he doesn't sneak in. And it's never explained in the movie how he stayed alive the entire time yeah. on the submarine. He just clung on for dear life. So when I found the special edition, or the special uh, effects, special add-ons DVD on my box set. Special features. Special features, that's the word I was looking for. I'm like, okay, I'll watch the special features before I go and talk intelligently about this movie. So I watched Mm -hmm. behind the scenes of Raiders, and there was an entire removed scene with him holding onto the periscope the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) For dear life. so So the submarine never went below periscope depth. So he was grasping onto this periscope the entire time. They spent like an entire day shooting him holding onto a periscope and like trying to sleep and trying to like. Oh God, that's hilarious! The entire time, and they just cut the whole thing out of the movie and made it. Oh, he's wet when they come back. Cool. <laughs> probably funny. for the best. Yeah, probably for the best. The amount of trust he had that they wouldn't go underwater right. is a lot. It's yeah. very high. Uh, so, Indy, they they get to port, I guess. On like an um, island. Yeah. And it, it, he is now, it, he has found Nazi, a small Nazi that he beats up to take his clothes. And then an indie sized Nazi to be, take his clothes. Because um, he and, gets yelled at for not fitting into the uniform. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we assume that's what he's getting yelled at. Maybe it's just a very expressive German man. Maybe. I mean, he was like grabbing, else, on... grabbing your clothes. No, no. Yeah. How do you know he's not saying like this color really suits your face, like your skin tone. <laughs> you look so handsome. Like, wow. Because they're Nazis. Just dudes being bros. Just dudes being bros. Anna. Yes, to, to build off of Tom's point, I want to point out that you just said just dudes being bros. No, 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 I meant just dudes complimenting each other is just dudes being bros. Committing genocide is not just dudes being bros. That's the clarification right there. Put that on a t-shirt. Thank you. I will. Uh, Andy sees that Marion is still alive because, of course, Balak really only cares about his treasure, her. Um, Oh, God. I mean, that's what's wrong about that? 
That's uh, not dudes being bros. <laughs> simping for women, tra- or wait, what is it? Yeah, simping for women, tired. Simping for your bros, wired. <laughs> uh, Andy then sees the group, so of course what he does is he points an RPG at them. Just a big bazooka missile. And he's like, I'll blow you all to hell, including the Ark. Um, but Balak knows he's an archaeologist. He wouldn't do that. Even though he's a bad archaeologist. I'll say it now. Indiana Jones doesn't follow all the proper steps. Oh, I, mean, I don't think care. he carefully they, dusts things off, ever. I mean, they also talk about that in the movie. Like, he, he talks to Marcus about it. He's like, we're not actually archaeologists. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going on adventures on the college that he teaches at. Their their dollar, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the U.S. The military dream. dollar right now. He's going on my tax dollars? Your I tax don't think family. so. Not my taxes. Yeah. That's four. Oh, Daniel! <laughs> uh, so, Vlad calls his bluff. Indy acquiesces, and they get tied up to a pole. Uh, as they go through the ceremony to open up the Ark of the Covenant. Very scary moment here. This is, yeah. okay, this is the aforementioned Jewish stuff they were talking about because they have to speak in Hebrew, and apparently that's terrifying. Oh. It's only terrifying to speak in Hebrew, I feel like, during your bar mitzvah, if you haven't practiced Yeah, enough. when, like, all the pretty girls in your class are there, like, watching... <laughs> And yeah, you know you're going to yeah. try to sneak a little kiss from one of them tonight. Also, as soon as you nail this, you're about to eat tons of food, dance, and get tons of presents. Right. I didn't get yeah. to attend any bar mitzvahs growing up, but I have some Jewish family members, and I have heard the you stories. You didn't get to attend your family members' bar mitzvahs? They live in Minnesota. Oh, that's such a far drive. <laughs> you both can just F off. And it was hard because it was in the middle of the week and they're technically my second cousins. I've only met them once. They're very nice, though. Okay. That makes more sense. Thank you. Uh, so they go through the, the ceremony of opening up the Ark and there's nothing in there. Seemingly. Except for there's the wrath of Jesus. Yeah, that too. I couldn't remember if it was, I knew it was when they opened it, but I couldn't remember if they had to touch it to melt or if it would just happen. So as soon as they touched it, I was like, y'all about to melt, but then nothing happened. And I was like, I'm an idiot. Lightning, beams of light, power of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Uh, ghosts that like were weirdly beautiful that come out, too scary, too Mm -hmm. scary. Um, Yeah, the, the ghosts come out and start flying around the Nazis, beautiful and terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Just like angels are supposed to be. Uh, until it gets a little more terrifying when all the Nazis get their, their stomachs caved in by a flash of light. A face I melts, mean, a face, another face melts, and a face explodes. The greatest, I mean, sucks the greatest to suck. facial reactions I've seen on Yes. Film. Yeah, one of those guys, I don't remember which one it is, but he has oh, the, the best the shock. Yes, he yeah. has the best shocked face. We were all, I watched this movie with a group of people and all of us were like, wow. Yeah. They could have literally showed him for 10 minutes. That's his all eyes I wanted were to like, watch. This is where like hand size yeah. bulging it out looked, of his head. It looked Monty Python-esque. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. He was, just like, oh, he was leaving it all out there. Oh yeah. He was like, "This, I'm inviting my whole family to see this movie. I better leave my all <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> And by my all, he means my eyes. Yeah, just got to show him the money makers, my eyes. <laughs> my beautiful two blue orbs. 
<laughs> oh, I see y'all didn't read a Watt- Wattpad fan fiction growing up. No. That's a joke. That's a joke. Oh, no. Please laugh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, Jeb. I was going to say, please clap. <laughs> uh, so, Andy and Marion, they end up fine because they didn't open their eyes. Um, and then all the, the corpses are all carried to the sky. And all the souls return into the ark, and into the ark closes itself up. It's like that machine where when you flip the switch, it just pops up and flips the switch off and then retracts it. I mean, God is, Honestly, God is really good best. at cleaning up his messes. Mm-hmm. He, apparently. Yeah. He said, Normally I, it's a flood. He said, I, re- I reaped all the souls I wanted to take today, so I'll just clean up this little messy mess for you. I defeated the Nazis. You're good to go. Have a good one. Yeah. And then the Indian Marion. <laughs> yep. That's what God says. He said, I did that for you. In 1936? It seems like he missed a bit. Well. He didn't get the big guy. Yeah. That's that's something you should discuss with him. I don't think I'm at liberty to, <laughs> to speak on his behalf. Indian uh, and Marion, they're fine. How do they get off the island? We don't know, but they do. Um, the power of God, obviously. There's a submarine. They hold on to the. They to both the hold on to the periscope. Yeah, it's the periscope. The submarine. Where did no, they? No, they take hold lessons? on to the periscope again. Uh, so later, uh, Indy is with Marcus from earlier in the movie, and they're talking to the army officers about the whereabouts of the Ark. Tom, where is the Ark? It's in a hangar in the middle of the un- unknown desert. And Tom, who's looking after it? Top men. <laughs> mm, yep. As Porker says. Yes. Top men. As opposed to bottom men. Or Happy Pride. Not, I mean, the, the museum was supposed to get it. It belongs in yeah, a museum. Yeah, it belongs in a museum. Which is, I don't think is said in this movie. I think he says it. When does he say it, though? In the movie? Like, when? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he said it in this argument about it. Uh, don't quote yeah. me. Quote yeah, this quote. Yeah, I think he does. Because I don't think he says it in any of the other movies about anything specific. Does he say it about the idol at the beginning? To I don't... Mm, he might. Yeah. Yeah, because Belloc's selling it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Indy and Marion leave the steps of the federal building that they're in to go and get a sandwich. And then we see the crate with the Ark being rolled in to a giant-ass warehouse with a bunch of other crates. Like a jillion of them. It's a, it's a matte painting. Yeah. Oh, really? It's yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then the credits roll, and that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And we applaud for a classic you movie. stand up and applaud, you're required. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, As the J. Willie music swells. For some reason, that made me think of Jay Williams, who's an ESPN basketball oh. commentator. I'm like, I don't want to hear his music. No, John Williams. I plan I know to have John a John Williams-themed wedding. Did I ever tell you that? You're going to have a... A Steven Spielberg-themed wedding, essentially? No, what? no, just well, the you're, music. I thought you are going to have a Jurassic Park-themed wedding. And who did the music for Jurassic Park, John my Williams. friend? Thank you. Yeah, that's just a Jurassic Park-themed wedding. 
No. Okay. No. Don't. Don't. No. I have no. it all planned out. At the reception, each table is going to be themed after a different John Williams piece. Probably going to be movie specific, but it's probably going to be specific to like the actual piece. I've been reflecting on this a lot just because I have free time and I love John Williams. And I'm also the stereotype girl that loves to plan her wedding at 25 years old, like a true mature adult. Thank you. If this were the 30s, you'd be an old hag. I'd be an old maid. They'd be like, yeah. oh, she's all dried up. <laughs> you don't have five kids already? What are no. you doing? <laughs> Living my life. What are you living with your lifelong heterosexual best friend and roommate? <laughs> my gal pal. <laughs> uh, Have you there read? Was a thing, um, where somebody pulled up all these clips from Supermarket Sweep, where <gasps> the teams were yes! two women who were uh, friends and roommates. Yes, yes. <laughs> they made fun of that on SNL. It was everything. Yeah. Uh, like Indiana Jones, somehow. That connects. I don't know. Tom, what do you think of the movie? I love this movie. I love this movie with all my heart. And it's it's probably a Desert Island movie. Like, oh, if this is the... Mm-hmm. If, if I had to watch one movie over and over again, I would be totally fine watching Raiders for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. That That's fair. It's great. It has everything. It has action. It has comedy. It has drama. It has... Nazis. Nazis. It has a not so great relationship, but they're both adults now, so I guess it's a little bit better. Everything you want. <laughs> Just everything you want. <laughs> Alfred Molina. It has everything you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anna, what about you? I liked it. I mean, I'm not as I'm not as strong about it as Tom is. It does evoke happy feelings for me, though. Um, but. It's, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm not I, matching you in the enthusiasm. That's fine. I, I like Indiana Jones. I just don't love Indiana Jones. And I think it's because, you know, not to sound like a baby, I'm not afraid of snakes, but I don't like having to watch them repeatedly on screen. I'm not like Gage where I have to look away, but I just am like, ugh, ew, after a while, you know? <laughs> Again, I only like the fun, cute parts in Lord of the Rings. I.e., I only like some of the cuter parts in this movie. Like the love view on the eyes. I think that's hilarious. And then I'm just kind of vibing for the rest of the time. So, Dan? <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. I mean, yes, but, it's a Tom, classic. Yeah. Tom, Tom covered all my points. It has everything that you want in the movie. Um, and, like, the world building is great they they set it up where everything that happens is believable for the world that it's in right. mm-hmm. um it's That's super fair. well written the story's so fun um it made me want to go to 1930s egypt as an archaeologist and dig for things if only for the fashion because man i can rock some plaids and some khakis so what i'm hearing is there could have been two indiana joneses on marquette university's campus there there could have you three, and you both robbed us of our opportunity to experience such majesty. I know. There could have been swinging from trees and running from rocks and hats, but you two just <laughs> decided to not do that for us. It's wow. Al- I was also thinking, like, it's interesting that, like, there is some, like, supernatural parts of this movie, obviously, mm-hmm. but they still feel incredibly grounded in reality. 
a lot yes. more. It's believable. Yeah, a lot more than like E.T. or other, Spielberg's other, like Jurassic Park. Like, like this one it, is the most grounded in reality. I don't know if this is the most grounded in reality of all of Spielberg's oh, movies. All, all of what about Jaws, which painted sharks in a negative light for many years, but we're not going to discuss that portion. That's, I, that's very grounded in that's reality. That's also very grounded in reality, except for the fact that there's no such thing as a rogue shark. Correct. Yeah. Respect sharks. Respect the oceans. I love, Thank you. I love sharks. I've gotten you very hippy-dippy gonna... this episode. I'm sorry, friends. I was going to go with, uh, like, Schindler's List or oh, Munich yeah. as the ones oh. grounded yeah. in reality. Oh, you mean the ones based on real life? Yeah. Yeah, maybe one of those. No. <laughs> Boring. Yawn. <laughs> snooze. Uh, so some trivia about the movie. The, the plane that they're they're fighting in front of mm-hmm. um that tom said didn't exist it, it was uh based on the fictional um or it was based on the horton ho 229 which yes, didn't exist the at horton the time a who. but there was a, another real nazi flying wing design yeah that was almost identical to the one used in the movie that they never built, but looking at the schematics for it, it basically looks exactly like it. Wow. Mm. I mean, it looks like a believable, like, it looks like a Nazi plane. Like, it works as a Nazi plane. It's just, you look at that and you're like, how does that fly? I yeah. do believe that it was a plane, but yeah, doesn't look. Um, the actor who's the giant Nazi who gets eaten by the plane's propeller mm-hmm. also played the guy with the prosthetic face that gets burned in the face oh, oh. what a star what a multi-talented star nice honestly mm-hmm. um the scene where indy points the um rocket at the nazis that is the same uh little area in tunisia where r2d2 hides from the jawas in the oh. little side case um there is a um scene where spielberg has a ring of torches to keep the snakes away um (laughs) but because they're snakes they were drawn towards the heat no kept going close to it and at one point snakes Spielberg grabbed one of the snakes by what he thought was the neck and yelled, Why do you like fire? You're supposed to hate fire. You're ruining my movie. So it's not if I had in seen... reality. When they burn yeah. the snakes, they like it. If I see Mr. Spielberg handling one of my snackters like that, I will say something. Snackters? Yeah, snake actors. That's... I love that. My snackters. Mr. Spielberg, unhand my snackter. Julius the snackter. His name is Julius. Uh, Tom Selleck auditioned for the role of Indiana Jones. And had to turn it down because of his role on Magnum P.I. Why did I think you were going to say Friends? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't even when that you know, 15 years on. before he was on Friends. I don't know what just came over me. I don't even like Friends. I'm sorry. Some other actors considered for the role and screen tested for it. Um, the ones that I can picture in my head. Mark Harmon of NCIS fame. Mm. Wait, is he that square faced one? He's gray hair. Oh, I'm thinking character. of the one from... Well, I'm going to Google him. Hang on. Okay. 
uh, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park and no. David Hasselhoff. I was not thinking of the correct man when you said Mark Harmon. Sad. I'm going to show you who I was thinking of. I When I realize his name, you guys, I will say it. Is it the guy who's on Bowl? Is it Michael something? I don't know. He's like very... Not on SVU, I guess. Um, Talk about NCIS. NCIS... I, this is... I'm struggling right now. Anyway, some, some of the actresses uh, for Marion, Michelle Pfeiffer, Mary Steenburgen, and Sean Young. These are all before our time. Yeah, they all really are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito was originally chosen for Sala. Mm -hmm. I knew that. But he had to drop out because of Taxi. Thank God. <laughs> that would have been awful. In the original plan, Lucas and Spielberg considered making Marion 12 in the backstory, which she had her relationship with. That is with absolutely Indy, horrifying. Which is the same age as Short Round in the sequel. Absolutely Prequel. not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Throw the whole quote unquote love story out. Throw it out. Awful. Bring in somebody of age. Thank you. And mm -hmm. when I say of age, I don't mean 18. I mean like also 25. Thank you. Um, in the original, uh, earlier draft, um, Indy was going to be the cause of, um, Barranca's death instead of the Jovitos, uh, at the beginning, oh. um, where he was going to use his whip to <laughs> whip the gun to sh have him shoot himself. <laughs> wow. Lord. So I don't know how physically that would work. It wouldn't. But it wouldn't. No. Probably look cool. Uh, and then so two of the working titles were Indiana Jones and The Adventures of Indiana Smith. <laughs> Not Indiana Smith. <laughs> Sounds like a parody. Yeah. I have, uh, I have some fun facts. Ooh, I'm all ears. When Nothing were, more. When they were shooting the <laughs> scenes at Sala's place where you could overlook, quote-unquote, Cairo, uh, mm -hmm. they had to go around to remove, like, 800 TV antennas. Oh! Because yeah. <laughs> TV didn't exist yep. in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Sala legitimately shit his pants while filming. Uh, mm -hmm. Because of the sickness? When they were all sick, so he was in the middle of a scene and she was pants and continued doing the scene. That's very brave of him. As I would not have... It has not been revealed which scene it was. But <laughs> <laughs> he's. If you ask him, he's probably like, and I will take that to my grave. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the plane at the beginning, had. there's a bunch of Star Wars references everywhere in this movie. Not, Tiny little not Easter surprised. Eggs. Tiny little Easter eggs everywhere. Um, but at the beginning, the plane... Jock's plane, the tail number is CPO, like C3. <gasps> okay. Um, Aren't R2-D2 and... Yeah. Yeah, there is hieroglyphics. There are hieroglyphics yeah. in the Well of the Souls. But also the plane at the beginning, and this is kind of like maybe, maybe not, but the plane starting up sound is the exact mm -hmm. same sound as the Millennium Falcon shutting down in, mm. uh, I think it's Empire. So they just use the same sound. There's one other Star Wars sound effect that I heard in the beginning. Yeah. When they come across the first guy who's dead on the wall, like the skeleton on the wall that like jumps out. 
Yeah. Um, you hear Darth Vader's breathing. Oh, really? You I just hear that. one. You just hear the. I didn't hear that, but okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that it was like. Oh, maybe he's it, here. maybe I couldn't hear it over my own going. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was so surprised I... every time. I'm so mad I missed the hieroglyphics. I mean, it's in there for like five frames. Like it's yeah, yeah very but still. Quick. That would have been fun. That's yeah. okay. Um, Tom. Yeah. Who was your favorite performer? Performer or like actor? Like, <laughs> what do you say? Uh, actor or actor. It was easier to say performer than actor or actress. Oh. Um, Star of stage and screen. Who was your favorite? Star of stage and screen. I would, and or screen. And or screen. Uh, probably Tom Hanks. Interesting. Good okay. Choice. I mean, what the, the streak? You can't beat his streak. That's true. Bosom buddies. <laughs> splanch. Not splanch. Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> I hope to never. If I never see that movie again, it'll be too. I soon. enjoy Joe versus the volcano. I thought it was fun. If Alex fun. is listening right now. Alex, love you. Didn't love that movie. I don't think it's as good as the other two, but I still think Correct. it's fun. I mean, I've had, anyway. I've had an inkling to watch The Da Vinci Code as of late. So mm, I've never seen that. I might do that tomorrow. Well, in that case, would this film be better, worse, or the same with Tom Hanks as Robert Langdon as Indiana <laughs> Jones? <laughs> uh, oh, it would be worse. Significantly worse. Like, I never see Tom Hanks as like a like a rough guy. You really only see him rough and stuff in like castaway like yeah he's, never, he's not like the outdoors dusty adventure guy yeah tom hanks isn't a rogue no. he's too busy looking fresh clean and cute exactly yeah he can't yeah. he can't do that i don't think it could be any role in this movie <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of someone who couldn't be any role in this movie anna would this movie what do you be mean better, I couldn't be any role in this movie? Not you. Well. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, who because I I know who he'd play and it's not in this movie. And I think Is it you the know. monkey? Is it short round? It's short round. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week then. Yeah, I got a lot to say about my friend short round. <laughs> uh, would it be better, yes, uh, with Jimmy Stewart as... Um, Belloc. Oh, I was gonna say Jimmy Stewart as like Marcus. Jimmy that Stewart as a hieroglyph on the wall for five <laughs> frames. Pointing at the moon. Yes. Like throwing a lasso, a lasso around the moon. Yeah. Yes. Um, it would be worse. He'd stand out too much. Yeah. Um. Like, they, like, the, there's no character for him. But like, Marcus would be fine. Yeah. But there's no, there's no real role. Of major importance for him. One final thing. So this movie came out in 1981. It was set in 1936. If a movie came out today with that same time difference, it'd be set in 1976. Goodbye. Throw that out. Absolutely not. <laughs> it'd be set during Vietnam, the probably of the Ford administration during right America's them. bicentennial. Oh, That'd be Lord. Vietnam or Korea. Uh, Vietnam would have just ended. Yeah. Wait, when do you think the Korean War was? The 70s? No, that's MASH. When did the Korean War take place? I'm sorry, everyone. 1951. 
Why did I think they yeah, like happened at the same time? Because of MASH. MASH really did something to me. It's yeah. absolutely because of MASH, because MASH was set in the Korean War and spanned like 10 years. Oh, well, I definitely thought it took place at the same time as Vietnam. My bad, everyone. Sorry, I don't know anything about history. Mad Men helped me keep it straight. Mm, that's good. Mm. Yeah. Maybe um, I should get to watching oh, man, the Hamaconda. It's great. Mm. My mom really likes it. It's a it's a great show with surprisingly few quotable lines. Yes. Like there are there are three or four or so that stick with you, but other than that, it's just, it's just good show. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I heard. I just don't know if it would be too dense for me or not because sometimes when I'm watching TV, I either like it to be spooky or really really stupid. So I think that honestly, I think you might think it's too slow. It's very. It slow. is not a. It is a very slow show. I liked Boardwalk Empire, and that was kind of slow. But I also oh, just oh, like no, no, no. Boardwalk Slower? Empire. Boardwalk like, we... Empire is a sprint compared to <laughs> Mad Men. Okay, yeah, that's a no from me, dog. I'm sorry. It can't it simply cannot be done in this household. Mad Men is a, 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 a sipping drink. Are any of the men actually mad? Be honest. Not um, for a couple seasons. Oh, yeah. then I'm not interested. <laughs> Misleading title, two out of three stars. Wait, that's still too high. Two out of ten stars. <laughs> what what scale is on three the stars? Anna scale. Uh, well, anyway, thank you for listening to our Mad Men podcast. Um, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of In Conclusion. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. Or you can find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion or on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. Um, the best way you can support us though is by following, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Spotify, spreading the word, getting our engagement up, as the kids say. We're trying to get engaged, so let's yes. go. Anna and I, Anna Otto and me, are going to get engaged. Ow. Do you think Anna and Gage would be okay with that? Probably. They'd probably oh, be good, happy they to go rid with the of flow. us. Yeah, they'd be they'd like be four people's cheaper than two, so let's all move her <laughs> rent-wise, I should say, not in literally any other way. Uh, if you want to find me online, you can do so on Twitter at DanOkeefe86, on TikTok, the clock app, at NotDanOkeefe, or on uh, my website, Dan-Okeefe. Tom! Hi. Where can they stalk you? Oh, I mean, they can stalk me at my address. I live at 1343 land. That's not it. That's not it. Sir, no. We're not responsible for any creeps that are found outside of Tom's building, which is also also Dan's Dan's building. building. Yeah. Okay, new Patreon tier. $300 will give you our address. Well, I am more expensive than $300, Dan, but thank you. (laughs) Uh,. My Twitter is at Tom Hillmeyer. My Facebook is at Tom Hillmeyer. My Instagram is at Tom Hillmeyer Photos. Uh, website is TomHillmeyer.com. And I do a weekly trivia show with Dan, unfortunately, on Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on FastFactsLive.com. It's very fun. It's very fun. And I'm actually very fortunate. First of oh, all, how dare you? Cute. <laughs> Hashtag cute. Are you sure it's not you and Tom who's getting engaged and I'm just left in the dust? Don't if you're if you get engaged, don't steal my John Williams idea. Thank you. TM 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 TM. No, that good. goes for everyone. You're safe. you're safe with that. 
You're good. We're, don't don't worry. sound no, so. Dan and I are doing an Ocean's Eleven. George. Clark. Yeah, we're having a heist wedding. Yeah. Oh God, is do you have to? What's the heist? Do I have to well, steal well, one of you? Can we, like... to, can we expand it to include uh, Michael Clayton too? Just because you want somebody to be carrying bread down yeah, the aisle. Yeah, we're going to have fresh bread carried down the aisle. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Anyway. See you there, I guess. I'm inviting myself, even if you don't invite me. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me. Sorry, my little pea brain thought you were saying we'll invite you, and I was very excited. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at AnimusPrime818, or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. Beautiful. We'll be back next week talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. My personal favorite. Wow. Stop making your silent faces <laughs> and your raised wow. eyebrows at me. <laughs> Well, goddamn, I'm allowed to like something different from you two, Indiana Jones. I'm sorry, not all of us are carrying whips with orange tips around Marquette's campus. Wow. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>